This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode number 58 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. If you're tuning in here for the first time, man, just want to thank you for tuning in from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, the CWR Network. Those of you listening on Tuesday morning, man, I appreciate all the support. But before we get into all that, man, 99designs. A lot of you have asked me where I got my logo from. Well, 99designs.com is where I got it done. You can get a custom design. you love it from the creative platform that they have. 99designs is the best place to find and hire talented designers to grow your business. And not just designs, you can do websites, you can do postcards, you can do welcome signs, whatever you want, man. You can get yours at 99designs.com. You can go to the affiliate link on our website, statmanpodcast.com. Guys, (laughs) once again, once again, the Dallas Cowboys are the laughing stock of the NFL in week number 12. Along with the Green Bay Packers getting stomped, man, that's... That's the headlines for this week, man. And I, and you know, I know I got to talk about these things, man. Man, <laughs> the NBA, Luka Doncic, my man Luka, the Dallas Mavericks, they're on a roll right now. And Luka has been doing something that hasn't been seen in the NBA for about 60 years now, man. But also Luka has been breaking records and creating records that's not even been made in the NBA as well. So, of course, we're going to talk about that. There's so many things we want to cover, man. There's some so many statistics I put on a list. Those that are interesting that matter this week, and I want to share those with you guys. Lamar Jackson, MVP, man. MVP Lamar Jackson. He's the leading candidate right now. I know a lot of us want to talk about Russell Wilson, and we're going to get into that as well. But of course, before we get into all that, guys, I want to thank Sarah Spain as well for tuning into our podcast last week for giving us. Uh, that amazing interview so once again shout out to Sarah Spain so without no further ado guys let's just get right into the first segment of this episode with what are you talking about bro huh what are you talking about man what (laughs) bro what are you talking about man so of course the leading topic this week Almost like every week in the NFL, man. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I guess, I guess that's why they call it America's team. Because we talk about them. But more so lately because they're just a mediocre team. But before I get into all my synopsis and what I really want to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys, right? Have you ever had a situation like this? Where you're in a relationship and your homeboys realize that your girl or your boyfriend... It's not treating you the way you deserve. But in your mind, you're saying, nah, man, but they, they, you know, they're, they're things they do so well for me. This relationship works for me. Practically, what I'm saying is you, you start finding excuses as to why you need to stay in this toxic relationship. And your friends keep telling you, hey, man, we're seeing X, Y, and Z. We saw your boyfriend or your, or your girlfriend. We saw your boyfriend or your girlfriend out at the mall. They was talking to this person. You need to pay attention to that. But you ignore it because you say, hey, ah, we've been in this a long time. It's going on, on on eight years now, eight to ten years. You know, we're about to get married. But your friends keep telling you, listen, 
something is just not right about this. The next time to bring the topic up, the, the topic up rather, your homeboys or your homegirls bring you photos with evidence to show you that, hey, this is not working out, man. We see them talking to somebody else. This is not going to work out. And what do you say to yourself? Ah, man. Again, this relationship, my friends, this has been going on a long time. And I want to ride this out. I can forgive and forget, right? It's the ultimate goal that matters. That story I just told you, that's exactly what Jerry Jones sounds like right now with Jason Garrett. There's really no other way around it. No other way to explain this. Like, how many more times do you have to lose? How many more seasons do you have to go to waste for you to fire Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones? What else do you need to do? What else do you need to see? What else do you need to hear? You need to you need to let go of this toxic relationship. You guys have won two playoff games in 10 years. Two. A couple of them you had home field advantage. And the road team came in there and spanked you. Jason Garrett is not built for the big time. This season alone proves it. Your record is 6-5. Six, six of your wins came against teams that were under 500 and you were 0-5 against potential teams who are going in to be in the playoffs that says enough all this hype about the Cowboys being America's team man that has been dead since 1990s the Cowboys haven't been relevant since the Cowboys haven't won anything they haven't even made it near the Super Bowl for us to be talking about America's team for that matter we talked about this two weeks ago. We mentioned why I feel like the Cowboys are not going to make the Super Bowl, obviously. And now it's even more clear as day. It's not just it's not just the coaching staff altogether. It's the fact that Jerry Jones and his ego is holding on to the fact that he wants to be right. He wants to be the one that's the general manager slash owner to say, I put somebody in place as who is eventually going to win the Super Bowl. Jimmy Johnson won you three Super Bowls and this man fired him. Jason Garrett. Jason Gary hasn't won anything. Literally has not won anything. And for some reason, it is so hard for Jerry Jones to fire this man. Again, I repeat. Jerry Jones. What does your girlfriend, in this case, Jason Garrett, need to do? What else does he need to do for you to let go of this toxic relationship? There is picture evidence. He has not won a big game in the playoffs. There is video evidence. Decisions that he makes in crucial moments. Yes, everybody's talking about inclement weather. Yes, everybody's talking about how oh, you can't pass the football in those conditions. Ezekiel Elliott was running down the Patriots' throat. And you decide to pass? On multiple occasions when you could just hand it a ball to Zeke. And he would have taken you home. We don't know what would have happened if the conditions were fine. Because if we switch over to the New England Patriots, their offense is nothing to, to be wowed about. Their offense has been mediocre all season. Literally what's carrying Tom Brady and the offense right now is the New England's historic defense. If they keep on the space, they might be ranked statistically as the best defense of all time. 
That is what have the Patriots right now at 10 and 1. But the Cowboys, they have no excuse. They have all this talent from the roster, from the quarterback all the way to the 52nd man. They have talent rotations at tackle. They have talent coming off at defensive tackles, linebackers, cornerbacks. And this team is 6-5? and five? Just like that famous bit from a couple years ago. The Dallas Cowboys are who we thought they were. And the good teams are not letting them off the hook. Six and five, six wins against garbage teams and five wins and five losses against teams that matter. Teams that probably will end up going to the Super Bowl, potentially will be going to the Super Bowl. That's who the Dallas Cowboys are. Dak Prescott, he's fake. He's like that apartment I talked about. Look good in pictures. But then when you show up there, it looks completely different. Pretty much what I'm saying, the Dallas Cowboys are catfish. That's exactly what they are. And Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones, please let go of that bad relationship. It's not working. It is not working. And especially this season in this stack NFC. It is clearly the best conference this year. Four teams are close to eight, nine, or ten wins. You're not going to get out the NFC. So practically, you can chalk up this year to another loss. Just because you want to hold on to that bad relationship. Let it go, Jerry Jones. Matter of fact, as a Packers fan, I don't really care. Y'all can keep digging that hole for yourself. But man, what are you doing? It's not working. Let it go. Stop making excuses. Jason Garrett had to be fired like four years ago. He had to be gone. There's, there's nothing else to say about that. Talk about Dak's QBR. Talk about Ezekiel Elliott's rushing yards. We can talk about all that. But the only statistic that really matters is that you're 6 and 5. Or 6 and 4 rather. <laughs> you're not good. You are a mediocre football team. The only reason why you're leading your division is because the NFC East is even worse. That's the only reason. I want to transition into this though. This week, like every week in the NFL, there has been statistical numbers that have an impact on the outcome of games. And I want to read to you some of these statistics, 11 of them, that were amazing and should be catching your attention. Here we go. Frank Gore had 65 yards on Sunday's win against the Broncos, bringing him to 15,280 yards for his career. He passed Hall of Famer, one of my favorite running backs ever, Barry Sanders, to move into third all-time. Next up for Frank Gore is Walter Payton, who's sitting at 16,726 yards. Statistic number two that is quite interesting. Michael Thomas, New Orleans Saints Michael Thomas, joined Hall of Famer Marvin Harrison, the only other player with at least 100 receptions in their team's first 11 games in the season in the Super Bowl era. Thomas's 10 receptions as the Saints went over the Panthers brought him to 104 receptions and 1,264 yards for this season. And we have six more games to go. So if Michael Thomas keeps this pace, man, <laughs> he, he might have about close to 200 yards receiving, 200 receptions this season. That's that's on his an historical feat, man. So congratulations to Michael Thomas on that amazing regular season. Statistic number three. 
With 50 receiving yards and the Buccaneers win over the Falcons, Mike Evans topped 1,000 yards this season. He sits currently in week 12 with 1,043 yards. He joined Hall of Famer Randy Moss, the only Randy Moss get mossed as the only player in NFL history with at least 1,000 receiving yards in each of their first six seasons. Shout out to Mike Evans, man. He's just out there quietly doing his thing. The Patriots have at least 10 wins for the 17th straight season from 2013 to 2003, sorry, to 2019. The most consecutive 10 win seasons in NFL history. The Patriots win over the Cowboys helped them break a tie with the 49ers who had the previous record. Of course, I can get a lot of those wins when eight of their wins come from within the division, that whack AFC East. Russell Wilson is the only quarterback in NFL history who has led his team to winning season in each of his first eight seasons. Russell Wilson was drafted in 2012 up to currently 2019. The Seahawks are 9-2 after Sunday's win over the Eagles. Shout out to Russell Wilson, man. Russell Wilson, he's a model of consistency. Ryan Tannehill's passer rating as a quarterback right now is 114.9. Rank first among 34 quarterbacks with at least five starts in 2019. Kirk Cousins is second with 114.8 passer rating. Tannehill's passer rating is 23.2 points higher than Marcus Mariota this season. That's a very interesting statistic, man. <laughs> Efficiency really matters, man. If you're not efficient at that quarterback position, even without even without the the, the quarterback rating, you we could tell you that you will not be seeing the field. Christian McCaffrey with one rushing touchdown and one receiving touchdown against the New Orleans Saints. He joined Chuck Foreman between 1973 and 1975 of the only players in NFL history with at least 20 rushing touchdowns and at least 15 receiving touchdowns through their first three seasons. McCaffrey has 21 rushing touchdowns and 15 receiving touchdowns thus far this season. Zach Ertz is the second fastest tight end to reach 500 career receptions in NFL history after racking up 12 receptions on Sunday. Doing so in only 102 games. Only Hall of Famer Kellen Winslow reached 500 receptions in fewer games. Kellen Winslow reached that in 101 games. Shout out to Zach Ertz, man. Out here doing his thing, breaking records. Odell Beckham Jr. scored his first touchdown in week two over the Jets. Snapping. Oh, not really. That's not what the statistics said. I can't even read right now. <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. scored his first touchdown since week two with a win over the Jets, right? Snapping a career-long streak of eight games without a touchdown. Beckham and Jarvis Landry each had at least one receiving touchdown in the same game for the first time since September 14, 2013, when LSU beat Kent State. So, so since college, this hasn't happened. And the two last statistics that are absolutely amazing. Vita Vea, who caught a one-yard pass from Jameis Winston on Sunday, he joined Hall of Famer Warren Sapp as the only defensive tackles in the Buccaneers history with at least one receiving touchdown. Vea is also the heaviest player, 347 pounds to score a receiving touchdown since 1950. Hey, shout out to the big boys, man. Shout out to the boys for getting them touchdowns, man. It's always nice to see. I haven't seen it. I recommend you, though. Go to YouTube, go to the NFL page and look it up, man. And the final statistic for this week to wrap up this NFL week 12 recap the Redskins are the first team to score at least 19 points and a win 
in a game without scoring an actual offensive or defensive touchdown since the Bills did it in their 21-13 win over the Packers in Week 15 in 2014. The Redskins scored four field goals, one kickoff return touchdown, an extra point, while the 2014 Bills scored four field goals, one punt return touchdown, an extra point, and a safety. That was your Week 12 statistical recap. And I hope you learned something. If you want to go back and then, you know, pour through these statistics and go through the records, you can always go on the website and look at the the uh, the podcast uh, notes on statmanpodcast.com. And that will be it for a recap for week 12 for the NFL. That don't make any sense. I'm a little confused here, bud. Usually, this is the part of the show, the segment where we talk about, I'm a bit confused in the statistical category in the world of sports that we need to break down that confused me a bit. But this, and most of the time, is a negative confusion. But this week, this is, this is a really good one, and, and it kind of blows my mind. And this is a segue from the NFL into the NBA. Luka Doncic, my gosh, unbelievable, un, unfreaking believable, man. I'm going to pull this up so I can read this to you so I don't misread this to you. Luca is literally averaging his last 15 games. He's averaging a 30-point triple-double. That is tied with Michael Jordan for the fourth longest span in NBA history. Oscar Robertson has the record at 454 games. Oscar, That's how ridiculous Oscar Robertson was. Oscar Robertson averaged... <laughs> he averaged a 30-point triple-double for an entire season. Or seasons, rather. That's how good Oscar Robertson was. And for those of you who are, you LeBron stands want to talk about Michael Jordan was not as great as LeBron James, Michael Jordan didn't have to do what LeBron did. But when he had to, that's what he did. He's literally doing what Luka's doing right now. But what's literally more impressive about what Luka Doncic is doing right now? This man, he looks like... I was making a comment to this with one of my home homeboys the other day. I was saying, you know what? It, Luca looks like he's not a baller. Like you look at him, you're like, yeah, this is this won't be the guy you pick if you go to the LA Fitness or to your local park. You say, ah, I won't pick this guy. He he looks slow. He looks like he probably just never passes the ball. He probably catch and shoot all the time. But Luca, literally, I mean, that's what Luca's doing right now, and he's also distributing the basketball. Luca won the Euro League MVP at 19. <laughs> oh, 18 as well. I think he wanted an 18 or 19. Then he comes to the NBA. He had an amazing NBA uh, regular season, his rookie season. Amazing regular season. And this season, he's averaging, like I said, his last 15 games, he's averaging a 30-point triple-double. But let me just, let's just talk about his last four games. Luca's last four games. He's averaging 37 points, 8.5 rebounds, 11.8 assists. He's shooting 55%. Overall, but you know what's more impressive about this? Forget the average on triple double. He's literally doing this in 31 minutes a game. The Dallas Mavericks are blowing people out, and Lucas probably Lucas not probably. I've watched some of these games. Lucas is literally not even playing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> One of the game on ESPN, I can't remember who they were playing last week. They were up by like 40, and Luka already had like 25, 5, and 5 like in the first quarter. Oh, it was against the Golden State Warriors, the depleted Golden State Warriors. Luka had 20 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, first quarter. 
he ended that game i think with with uh 30 34 i think 34 11 and 14 something crazy like that that's that's how amazing luca is right now <laughs> and the second most amazing thing is luca is only 20 years of age and he still probably has another gear to go this man is not even in his prime Anthony Davis right now, Anthony Davis right now is 25, 26 years old. And Anthony Davis probably not even in this prime either. And Anthony Davis is putting up these ridiculous numbers. And Luka Dantich is five years younger than him. And he's putting up 30-point triple-doubles. Not even man-child LeBron James, not even cyborg LeBron James is doing this type of thing at 20. Luka is just under control he knows where he wants to get to he knows the plays before everyone sees him he 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 attacks the basket he moves he moves smooth man he just reminds me of kobe man prime kobe that's what he reminds me of minus the little you know kind of time to time ridiculous off balance shots that's who luca reminds me of and right now right now it is not a hot take anymore and whoever thinks this is a hot take like i said Needs to go take a sobriety test. Luca, right now, top three NBA player. I don't care who your first two can be, but Luca's in that top three. For sure. He's even arguably the best player in the NBA today. This season. Emphasis. This season. So before you LeBron stands, start to come in my Instagram mentions and on my Twitter mentions. Listen. LeBron James right now is having a great season for our 35-year-old. But Luka Doncic right now, the age of 20, he might be the, tw the best 20-year-old we have ever seen in NBA history with what he's doing right now. And what, I read, and, what and what I read off to you just now is only four games. That's literally just his last four games. <laughs> I'm excited for this NBA season. Something we talked about for the NBA preview a couple episodes ago, if you want to go back and listen to that, because I'm not going to recap it. But pretty much what we said was that uh, I'm excited for the NBA because there's multiple teams that will be able to win this NBA championship this season, and I'm all for it. But what I was not anticipating was that Luka Doncic could possibly, arguably, end up making my statement be correct permanently. He can end up just being a top three NBA player from now moving on. That's what I, that's how good, and that's what I think about Luka right now. Last year, I didn't watch him much because I didn't have NBA League Pass. I didn't get a chance to look at him much. I just saw the highlights on uh, YouTube, Free Dawkins. Shout out to Free Dawkins. If you want to have any historical highlights, if you want to look at anything, if you want to refresh your memory about amazing games that happened in NBA history, I would, I would gladly advise you to go to free dawkins on youtube and find anything you want there i kept up with the highlights on that channel and luca man <laughs> ah man I, i'm just running out of words to describe this dude this season if you get a chance this year on national television if you even have to pay that 5.99 nba league pass just to watch one dallas maverick game just so you can see luca this guy is under control like I said, he knows where he wants to go. He knows where his teammates are at all times. He's not forcing anything. He's playing within the flow of the offense. And you can see the Dallas Mavericks are really, you know, benefiting from Luka and his play right now. I hope he continues up this play for the entire season and see how he's going to end up in the MVP race. I'm really excited about this. And I hope that Luka can take another level and be one of the greatest players we've ever seen. 
I want to transition into the power rankings for the NBA because I know there's a lot of games and a lot, and it's too early for us to be talking about you know some of these some of these statistics that's been happening. You know, I I talk about the historical things early in the season because early in the season when you know when guys are starting to get into shape, to start to understand their offense is when they start to do the things again that Luke has been doing. But this is something that Luke has been doing since the end of last season, as we can see. But you know, if we if we talk about Right now, currently, the best five NBA teams currently playing. I'll start out by saying my team, the Los Angeles Lakers. No, this, this, there's no recency bias. I'm just talking the way I see it and the teams that have played and what I see moving forward. The Lakers are rolling right now, but they've also had a relatively easy schedule in November. Quite frankly, they only face four teams that are above 500. But it will get much tougher in December. So we're really going to see the Lakers' true colors. Man, it's all fine and dandy in any sport. When you're winning, you cover up everything that's been going on. We saw last year when LeBron just got hurt. The team was, uh, was, you know, trending downwards. We saw everything that was coming out of locker rooms. Things that were said. Players was not happy. So right now, everything looks great in Lakerland. You know, Dwight Howard is fitting in. JaVale McGee is doing his thing. I mean, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, you know, throwing alley-oops with each other. Everything's working well. But in the month of December, we'll find out the true Laker colors. They have two contests coming up against the Dallas Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets, the Portland Trailblazers, and matchups with the Utah Jazz and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Miami, the Indiana Pacers, the Milwaukee Bucks, and then the Clippers again on Christmas Day. So we're going to really find out what the Lakers are made of. I want to follow that up with the second best team in the NBA, in my opinion. The Milwaukee Bucks. Right now, they're sitting at 13-3. and And... Despite a lot of injuries, especially injuries to Chris Middleton, who happens to be their second all-star behind Giannis, they have Bucks have won seven straight games. Right now, they're leading the NBA with a 9.6 point per game differential, and that's probably going to lead the NBA for a second straight season if they continue this pace. On Monday, as of this recording, November 25th, they're going to have a matchup with the Utah Jazz. Then, they're going to face five more teams again that are under 500. So the Milwaukee Bucks, again... Despite their schedule, and now the easier schedule coming up, they still put up a best record. And despite the injuries, Giannis, once again, top three leading candidate for the MVP voting. So, to me, the Milwaukee Bucks, the second best team in the NBA. Followed by the LA Clippers, who happens to be the top three NBA team at the moment. Their current record is 12-5. In my opinion, it could have been better. And something that we already talked about a couple weeks ago, this whole load management with Kawhi Leonard. And it speaks volumes as to how great Kawhi is. We all know Kawhi Leonard is great, but the Clippers have literally not won a game that Kawhi Leonard has not played in. So this is really what it looks like. And the early results are in. It looks pretty darn impressive. The Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lou Williams trio has played only 27 minutes together thus far. And didn't have training camp or preseason to have chemistry, but there's already an obvious connection. You can tell at the end of games who the ball is going to. It doesn't matter who the ball's in. Teams just can't guard these guys. The sample size is small, yes, but their net rating is a plus 27 and a half. And in closing situations, such as late game comebacks against the Rockets, for example, that group is sheer horror to try and stop. Exactly, sheer horror. Those goos, who, who, who are you going to send after the ball? You double Kawhi? Okay. Okay, you're going to leave Paul George open? Good luck with that. Okay, let's double Paul George. You're going to leave Lou Williams open? Good luck with that. The Clippers were trailing by five points. They put the ball in Lou Williams. He scored seven, seven straight points and beat the Houston Rockets. 
That's how ridiculous those guys are. And regardless if Kawhi Leonard keeps taking load management games, the record is not going to look as good as the team is going to be. But lo and behold, nobody in the Western Conference minus the Lakers would want to see the Los Angeles Clippers. The fourth team, almost reaching our top five teams this week for the NBA, man. Our fourth team, the Denver Nuggets, they're sitting right now at 12 and 3. Nobody's talking about them. Everybody's talking about the Clippers, the Lakers, the Rockets, the Bucks, you know, Raptors. Talking about everybody else. Everybody's forgetting the Denver Nuggets. They don't look flashy. They're not overly dominant. They just win with variety. They have a great big man, a 90s big man for that matter, I want to add. A guy that could probably prosper very well in the 90s. What are they doing right now? They're just closing our games. And they're doing it again like they did last season. 7-2 and two in two possession games. Their victory Sunday, this past Sunday over the Phoenix Suns, showed a different kind of, of closing uh, statistic that they have. A close game went to double digits down the stretch with a two-way dominance. That's how good the Denver Nuggets are right now. Like I said, they, they, they're not overly flashy. Like Nobody's talking about them, but they're just winning games. And at the end of the day, no matter how much statistics I want to talk, no matter how much statistics I want to explain into understanding the games the only statistic that really matter is your record at the end of the regular season and how you end up in the postseason and right now the devil nuggets are showing that they're ready for prime time and the top five team a team that started on our power rankings earlier when we talked about the beginning of the nba the boston celtics did drop to the fifth spot right now currently the boston celtics record is 11 and 4 11 and 4 kemba walker was stretched off the court like he was injured you know, we all saw what happened on national television. But, you know, despite falling from the top of the Eastern Conference, we learned more about this Boston team, not in the win over the Phoenix Suns, but in the two losses by combined seven points to the Clippers and the Nuggets. The undermanned Celtics continue to show their resilience and toughness as evidenced by the new near comeback down 20 against the Denver Nuggets. That's what we learned about them. When Kyrie Irving at the helm, would these comebacks happen? We don't know. But it's one thing for sure. When you have the right pieces in place, when the teams believe in each other, when guys know what they want, when guys are trying to achieve a bigger goal, we can see even in losses that you can gain success and move forward and build upon something. In the end, just like I predicted in our previous uh, episodes talking about the, uh, the predictions for the NBA, I think the Boston Celtics will probably end up being in the Eastern Conference Finals once again. This week they have coming up the Sacramento Kings, the Brooklyn Nets twice and the New York Knicks. So good luck to those top five teams. Let's continue to see them playing. And for the rest of the NBA, man, just beware of what is to come. And that is your recap this week of your Statman Sports Podcast for the NBA. Ah, we've come to the end of another episode. This is episode number 58 of the Statman Sports Podcast. Had a lot of fun recording this, man. And I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as I did recording it. But before I let you guys go, you already know what the deal is, man. If you already haven't hit that subscribe button from the beginning of this episode, and if you love this episode, if you're a first-time listener, we would love to keep you on here to continue listening to my statistical rambles. Man, 58 episodes in, I still can't pronounce that word. Statistic. That's why we just say stats. (laughs) Anyway, man, we, we just appreciate all the love and support. And of course, if you want to continue reading the notes for this episode, if you're at work, if you're anywhere you like reading, you can go to the website, statmanpodcast.com. You can find all the notes for this episode and the previous one. And finally, if you want to get yourself some merchandise, you know what to do. Just go to store.statmanpodcast.com. Just find you any size, any color that you want. And of course, show your pictures 
on social media. You can find us on statmanpodcast.com on Facebook and Instagram and at Duffus Boy on Twitter. Hit that follow button, man. I'm looking forward to your comments. But for right now, Statman, signing out, baby. Thanks for listening to the Statman Sports Podcast. See you next time.